ahead. Make him think. There you go. Faint step. Oh, there's a faint from Jake. Oh, mm. caught him. Oh, my God. Lord have mercy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Snoop, talk about dropping it like it's Lord. Christ, baby. Oh, 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 Holy God, up. Lead me let me stand. Wow, nothing funny about what's happening with Nate Robinson, but Snoop Dogg is, is singing the hymns. He's trying Good to get night, Irene. Oh, that's oh, it. Oh, the problem child proven to be a big. What? what did you do in camp? His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Introduce Lunch Sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? You're listening to the sports show, the sports desk. Do you smell what the Rock is cooking? You trash! Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk, episode 212. It is your guy, it is your man's one more time, one half of your favorite sportsologist, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr. And remember, folks, acknowledge me. And this your man, Black. We are back once again in the building for another episode. The other half of your sportsologist in the building. D, you know what it is. Let's get into it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are loaded here on the sports desk. Of course, this past weekend was the NFL Divisional Playoff Rounds. Okay, so we're not as jolly as we've been over the last two to three weeks because the Jacksonville Jaguars got sent home. And my Dallas Cowboys got sent home as well, all right? But we will get into all of that um, in just a second, man. But we do have some icebreakers uh, that we have to attend to. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into it. Black, uh, man, uh, Ed Reed, Hall of Fame football player, one of the greatest football players we've ever seen. Um, got this opportunity to be the head coach at Bethune-Cookman University down here in Florida in Daytona. But after 27 days, BCU has rescinded their offer to Ed Reed to be the head coach at BCU. Now, just to throw out a couple of particulars out there before we get into our thoughts, Ed Reed arrived to BCU sometime last week, and when he got there to the facility where his offices would be for himself and the staff, um, Ed Reed voiced the his displeasures with how his words, how filthy and dirty the uh, facilities were. And he did it in a very profound, strong um, way. All right. So, of course, that kind of made its rounds. And uh, BCU did not take too kindly to that. So BCU reached out to Ed Reed and his team and let him know that he did not uphold the standard and the characteristics uh, of a BCU employee. And they rescinded their offer and let him know that he would not be the head coach of BCU. All right. So, Black, we ran this news a couple of weeks ago. 
We thought this was a great situation, and now this is a terrible situation, not only for just BCU, but the whole HBCU movement that we had been seeing over the last couple of years. Black, what are your thoughts on just this nasty and ugly situation with Ed Reed and BCU? Yeah, man, it's very disgusting, man. Um, I, I, I lean on the side of Ed Reed, man. I this this whole thing and i'm i'm don't get me wrong i love the bcu and uh everything that they quote unquote stand for d but the way they've been handling people here le- lately going back to Dion now ed reed it just doesn't sit well with me you know why what is so wrong with having clean facilities what is so wrong with having things uh, uh given to you the right way and you literally gave this man a bunch of crap and you want him to fix it and y'all couldn't even get a man a decent office i mean it looked like some i seen better pop warner lockers than what that he was showing on uh on his live on instagram d it's it's just horrible i mean weights laid outside just d- junky i mean they showing the showers man where the showers don't seem like they've been cleaned in years like it just was ran through and I'm like, well, what was going on with the the, the the coach that was coaching there last year? Just ramshack. I mean, bruh, and it's it's just horrible that it had to happen this way because uh, Ed Reed's always been, from when we was watching him play at Miami, always been a passionate, voice, a voiceful guy. So, and he's just showing that uh, being a head coach, D., you know, I'm against them rescinding the contract, even though they did. I think I think that's a bad look on BCU. Uh, and that's why you're getting the protests today that we got today, uh, yesterday or today, today uh, with the protesting, man. Because that's it's just it's, it's just a bunch of crap. And you know, if you were coaching, you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to deal with them type of circumstances. You should be able to come to, come into something where it's it's clean and something you can at least work with. That's nothing he can work with. They was asking him to put everything on his back and fix it, and that's not the right thing, D. So. BCU, I, it's it's a shame that you rescinded the contract on a man who was willing to just want things the right way, and I I, I don't agree with BCU in this fact. D, uh, Ed Reed definitely is something better out there for him. Yeah, my my thing is with BCU, and I get the whole Ed Reed rant talking about the condition of the facilities and and in the manner which he kind of revealed that to BCU. My question is to Ed Reed too. Did he inform the university before he went live and made it public? That's my thing. I get everybody's, you know, uh, riding with Ed Reed or whatever. And I'm, I'm not saying that I am not. But I'm looking at this thing sitting outside the box. This is also a business. And this is also, there are ways to handle things. Now, the condition of the facilities, god awful. BCU should be ashamed of themselves for letting the facilities be in that condition. But did Ed Reed and his team go about it in a way before BCU flips on whatever they flipped on and say, wow, this dude is out here actually like going crazy over this whole situation? And he should have. Mm-hmm. That's just my question to Ed Reed, all right? Next on the back half of rescinding a contract, for what? For what, BCU? Who is making these decisions? The condition of this HBCU and this football program, and just period, the mindset should have been let's try to communicate with ed reed come together get something done and then come out publicly and and let's say that we've worked through something but see we don't do that very well in the black community Mm. and this is another result of that i'm not going to get a racial politician a politician here but i'm just calling facts are facts 
BCU and Ed Reed should have been working together as a partnership to try to find some type of common denominator status where they could be on this thing. And as a result of this, the people who suffer in the long run, long run, are the kids and the establishment that is BCU. That's who suffers because the powers that be at BCU and their headquarters or their offices or whatever, no one's smart there. There's no one who participated in the decision that was smart. You bring Ed Reed in, y'all conversate to do whatever needs to be done, work forth, put forth the effort to try to get this resolved. It just didn't happen. I'm sad for the kids there because they are missing out on the opportunity that the experience of being with a guy, a pro football Hall of Famer in Ed Reed could not bring not just to their football ability, but as men going into society when they leave BCU. And now we have protests. And, now we, and this is why. But people want to shine on Prime. Because mm, when Prime got to Colorado, you, I'm pretty sure when he walked in those facilities, you could probably eat off the floor. But when we come to... <clears throat> I ain't going to go there. I ain't going to go there. I'm not going to go there. But facts are facts, bro. And that's mm -hmm. exactly the situation that Ed Reed walked into. He shouldn't have walked into that. He shouldn't have. But at the same time, I do ask the question just in my own mind. How did Ed Reed go about just the situation when he first discovered it? Was that the first time that Ed Reed seen those facilities like that? I don't know. That's the only thing that I have on that. So we'll see what BCU uh, uh, ends up doing because Ed Reed will be elsewhere. I'm pretty sure he'll be on somebody's coaching staff or he'll sit or he'll get opportunity somewhere, I hope. All right. All right. Moving along to more icebreakers. Black. Uncle Shay Shay, man. <laughs> Uncle Shay Shay had him a time on Friday night out in Los Angeles at the Crypto Arena as the Los Angeles Lakers were taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies live on ESPN. I watched some of this game before I fell asleep. And when I fell asleep, I didn't see the Shannon Sharp incident. I woke up to the Shannon Sharp incident. So, for all who don't know, um, you see the cover of the show. <laughs> it's dedicated to Uncle Shay Shay. Shannon Sharp is a massive, like, figure in not only the sports world, but just in the community, period. Mm -hmm. He's front row. And he debates sports and athletes on a daily basis. He's very animated. You know who Uncle Shannon Sharp is. Pro Bowler. I mean, excuse me, Hall of Fame uh, tight end, Super Bowl champion. He has made his life what it is due to his hands and his feet. Charismatic, energetic, strong-minded, strong-willed. Dylan Brooks decided that he wanted to click banter at Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp reacted in a very normal way, if you ask me, um, because of the situation. And here's, and I'm going to kick it to black. I might as well just go ahead and get this off. Shannon Sharp is not D. When D goes to the Lakers game and I tell Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks, you're too small and you cannot guard LeBron James, Dylan Brooks is not going to acknowledge me. He will look my way and be like, okay, bro, which he should. But Shannon Sharp ain't that. Shannon Sharp is a figure who Dylan Brooks knows 
that has the power to speak upon what is going on and he snapped. Well, Dylan Brooks didn't expect Shannon Sharp to snap back. And that's exactly what he did. We saw it all play out. Big Steven Adams, John Morant, and John Morant's father. It was a whole army around Uncle Shannon Sharp who did not move. He did not move. Now, in the grand result of this thing, did Uncle Shay kind of lose it a bit? Sure he did. He could have just said, all right, Dylan Brooks, bruh. But Shannon Sharp ain't cut like that. Shannon shot from a Shannon shot from a place where I understand why he went a little nuts, but a lot of people don't understand that. So he's upheld to a responsibility, which he should be, because he has a massive platform. Monday through Friday, nine thirty to noon, you see Shannon Sharp on TV. And I liked his apology today. I thought it was cool on uh, on, on Undisputed. It was a good deal, but I guarantee you this. Dylan Brooks and everybody else around, I guarantee you'll never see a situation like this with Shannon Sharp again. Because this is what they think. They think when they get you in the vicinity, they think they can pop off a certain type of way. Shannon Sharp just reminded you all, if you deal with any type of personality, you don't get the right to approach or handle them any way that you see fit. That's what I got out the whole situation. Mm -hmm. And Shannon Sharp stood on this all day. I'm never going to say you ain't that one Shannon Sharp out of character. No, no, no. That was me. Shannon Sharp let him know. Yeah, yeah, that was me. That was Shannon Sharp. But he apologized for his behavior. Black, what were your thoughts on <laughs> the dust up at the crypt on Friday? Well, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. And I looked at it, I was like, all right, now nah, when I seen when I seen Dilla Books tr- chirping, and then I seen Big Adams, and then I seen uh T. Martin come over, uh, T. Morant come over there. I was like, all right, now. Nah. Uncle Shay Shay, uh, bitch, about 400 now. Nah. Yeah, he, he real now. He real. This ain't no play play. <laughs> this ain't no but play play. It's just like you said, bro. Like, Shannon Shaw come from a place in Georgia, man. You just ain't finna size something like that. At all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think people look at his. His his status and what he does and think oh he just talk he all talk he he soft you know so right. I can say whatever I want to say and right. that's that's not the case I think Shannon Sharp was being a fan and just talking like any other fan would correct but like you said him being who he is right you know Dylan Brooks I don't know what was his problem because we never hear nothing from you and you just want to pop off never heard him talking there you know, in my I life. think he just probably wanted to be in the news because you he's never in the news or nothing headlines or anything but you picked the you you poked the wrong bell that night. He definitely did. You know, and Uncle Shannon just and he said it before. He was like, "Don't don't let the suits and the glasses fool you." <laughs> he he, you he know, says he, that a lot. He says, he says that, that a lot. lot, and that was a situation, you know. And and I understand the the, the chair that he sits in. Correct. It looks bad. It does. Around, it you does. Know, it around doesn't the look sports great. world, uh, you know, and media and. Whoever covers sports, so I I understand the apology. Yeah. But at the same time, you ain't gonna size me. Facts. We will be you respected. Know, we will be respected. Yeah. And that's all it is. And uh that's what we've been seeing lately from Uncle Shay. You're not gonna disrespect me, even with Skip, you're not gonna disrespect me, you're not gonna say what you want to say. Right. And I love it. Cause I it, do, it, I it do. should be that way. But like I'm gonna say, Shay, well, you gotta do things in a respectful way. 
you know, especially sitting in the seat that I see and do a respectful way. But yeah. at the same time, you're not going to disrespect me. Right. You're going to show me respect because I'm not that guy that you see on TV every day with this suit on. Right. This just this is just what's uh, pleasing to the eye. Underneath right. this suit, it's a it's a real dude under here. Yeah. And who bought that pressure? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So then it was hilarious, man. And <laughs> to see uh to see. Uncle Shay Shay in that in that space, man. I just thought it was hilarious. Yo, I understand uh, the whole thing, and then LeBron, you know, saying what he said. I was like, man, you know, they really rock with each other for real. Yeah, you know, man. And I was like, man, that's you know, it's it, it's cool to watch, but you know, like you say, uh, his apology. You know, I get it and I understand it, yeah. but definitely uh, these these NBA guys, these sports guys that think you know the media people who be speaking on them. They soft and they can talk to them how they want to talk to them. That really needs to stop because you don't know what type of person you dealing with or, you know, where they come from. And and athletes feel like they are bigger and they, they the athlete. They can say what they want to say and do what they want to do. No, that's not how we roll, bro. Yeah. That's not how we roll. Because so, you definitely ain't finna. If, we, if me and D speaking on you, you definitely ain't finna roll up on us because nah. it's going to get real. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, bro, I, it, 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 it was definitely was hilarious. Uh, to yeah. me, if, when 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 it happened, but I understand Shannon Sharp's stance and you know yeah, what I, he do. I get all of it. All right, I, I get the whole situation with even with Dylan Brooks. I get it. I get Shannon Sharp. I get it, bro. And and, and 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 the beautiful thing about this whole thing was was after the game, T uh, T Morant and uh, Shannon Sharp they dapped it up, mm-hmm. hugged it up, squashed everything. See where I'm from, that's what I'm used to seeing most of the time, especially in my younger days. It's different these days, obviously, but when I was younger, I'm used to seeing stuff like that. I'm used to seeing two dudes get into a real heavy, real emotional, mm-hmm. and then once things kind of calm down, they can kind of get together and squash everything up and everything be cool. See, I appreciated that the most, but we don't get no coverage on that. Yeah, we don't. There's no coverage on what happened at the end of the game. Now, I'm going to say this. We're going to move on. Big Steve Adams, he was for real. <laughs> That's the only one. Everybody else who was over there, they, they, ain't want not, they ain't want nothing to do with that. It's only one dude that I seen that was really real with Uncle Shay Shay, and that was Big Steven Adams. That he the only one I saw. He the only. I was like everybody else because Dylan Brooks wasn't even over there. He didn't even go over there. He went straight to the bench. He he. he. Shannon kept telling him to come over. Come here. over here. Come over here. Stand right here. But uh, yeah, man, just a real. A unique moment for TV, bro. You don't see that. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. You don't see that. I was shocked when people was taking it so serious. Like, well, the commotion and everything, security and everything. Like, I got it when I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, this, this getting kind of crazy. Cause you starting (laughs) to see so many people starting like filter to the area. But, um, but it was cool to see what LeBron said, and it kind of gives you an insight of. These athletes and who, you know, just their relationships, who they have with people, mm-hmm. you know, in the world. And we yeah. know how hard Shannon go for LeBron. We know that. But to see LeBron reciprocate that energy back to Uncle yeah. Shannon, like, that I was, was like, oh, different. they cool for real. They, that, that That's was what I'm different. saying. They cool for yeah. real. Because you got people who cake for LeBron, and LeBron probably don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I clearly see the wavelength where Shannon Sharp and LeBron James have a relationship mm-hmm. outside of all this media. So, yeah. yeah, man, wild scenario on Friday night uh, in the crypt, all right? All right, Black, let's move along. Let's talk a little NFL rumors, all right? Aaron Rodgers to the New York Football Jets. That rumor is swirling out there. Uh, Adam Schefter brought it to the table uh, over the weekend during the division round. Black, can you see a situation where 
Aaron Rodgers is no longer in Green Bay and he goes to a team who really needs a quarterback. They're a quarterback away from really being a participant in things. Can you see something like this going down with Aaron Rodgers? Well, he needs to be somewhere else other than Green Bay. Okay. Because okay. obviously what's going on in Green Bay is not working out. <laughs> two MVPs, two uh, NFC Championship losses, and then you didn't even make it to the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, what's going on there, it's not working for you. So, I would like to see him elsewhere. I thought he should have went elsewhere last year, but that I didn't agree. happen. So, if, if the Jets is the place, like and, and like you say, D, quarterback play messed them up this year. They would have been the playoff team. Yeah. Or they po- could have possibly won that division. Yep. So, if if it's the New York Jets and uh, somewhere he end up, I don't have I don't see a problem with it. I think he would be a great fit there with that young talent and that they got there and that great that good defense that they got. He'll fit right in and the Jets will be uh, one of the better teams in the AFC. See, I told y'all about Aaron Rodgers. I told y'all he not gonna take no blame for that loss of the line. Yeah, you said. You said Look what's happening. Now who put out that information that he want to be a Jet? You think the Packers put that out there? Uh uh-uh. uh. He probably he put it out there. His yeah. people put it out there. His team put it out there. I'm on the Aaron Rodgers, bro. I was on to him last year. He handled everything in the offseason. Because when he came out of the offseason last year after winning the MVP, he was letting it be known that he wanted out. Low key. Oh, he liked Denver. Denver, Aaron Rodgers. The Daniel Hackett going over there. That's going. We was really believing. Like, oh, ain't no way, bro. talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, ain't no way. <laughs> and then, boom, contract extension to stay with the, the Packers. It was all a ploy to get one last big bread payday. And he got it. He got it. Highest paid quarterback in the league. And now after another loss where he was absolutely terrible at home in Lambeau and the Detroit Lions who had nothing to play for because they were eliminated at 4.30 that afternoon with the Seattle Seahawks. They went out there and sent that man home with them. They all left together and went to Cancun on three. One, two, three, Cancun, Lions and Packers. (laughs) But now he's in the news for this and that. I'm on to him, bro. Aaron Rodgers will play football next year. He is not retiring. Will he be a Packer? I am intrigued if he will or if he won't be. Yes, I do believe that the Green Bay Packers say, you know what, bro? We've had it. We have had it. Does anybody else want to take on this problem? And I ain't going to lie. If he ends up a a, a Jet, I'm very interested. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested in that story. So we got a long way to go before we get to the next season of football. Hell, we're still in football now with the championship weekend coming up, but we will keep a close eye on Aaron Rodgers' whole situation, all right? All right, Black Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is back in WWE. Uh, Almost close to a year ago, Vince McMahon stepped down as the CEO and CFO of the company, which he he was still the owner of the company the whole time, due to a... um, Man, what's the word I'm looking for? Due to, I guess, a, a, a sexual misconduct misconduct allegation, okay? Which we learned last week that that has been resolved. All parties involved are now squared away, a.k.a. somebody got paid off. And now this man, two days later, set foot back in WWE headquarters. Big uproar, Black. Triple H has done a wonderful job with creative over the past year or so. A lot of wrestling fans were very, very worried that this was going to be disrupted by Vince McMahon. But all things indicate that Vince McMahon is only back in the building to facilitate a sale of the WWE 
to new ownership. Black, how do you feel about just the whole situation with Vince McMahon? Well, I don't like it, D. You know, Vince McMahon is... He was... <laughs> What you, he was a creator of this You know he started all this man And you know he had a lot of help along the way man yeah. But when we were coming up man It was like man look at what Vince McMahon is doing With all this talent the attitude era I mean all the different eras Countless the things Countless things that he's done And for it to be at a point where he's selling it Now it's bittersweet D Kind of bittersweet yeah. But I understand it because um, I, I guess going through all what you had to deal with You know it, it's, it's always going to be a black eye over you now Yeah, you know, yeah. People going to look at you in a negative light mm-hmm. So I just My hope is that Whoever gets to keep Triple H and everybody who's already in place Keep them at their jobs You know that's that's the only thing I really see about it But it sucks that Vince McMahon Literally has to sell his company and move on with his life Yeah Yeah It, it... <sighs> I, I I feel the same way you do, but I, I'm, I'm going to be real, man. Like, what more can Vince do with this company? What more can he do? What else can Vince... What? And there's nothing more that he could do, bro. He's literally done it all. Mm. He's done it all. The blackout with the allegations will never go away. We're in a society now, in a culture now, where, listen here, you do anything... Mm-hmm. I don't care if you were if guilty or you're innocent if they talk about you in that type of light. You're up out of here, bro. You up out of here. And the allegations yeah. that was claimed on Vince McMahon, he'll never be able to recover from that and show his face like he was once showing before. So he has to sell. Me and you were talking earlier before the show. There is not a, a, a there is not an amount of money that Vince McMahon can receive that will that will like compensate for what he has done with wrestling global anti-global success with the WWE all of the experiences that you and me and the whole world has experienced for over 30 plus 40 45 years as a totality bro there's not a dollar amount he has to sell this company for a billion dollars and not a dollar less. It has to be in the billions. It has to be. Because of what he's done. And now Vincent Mans has to take his ball with his billion dollars and he now has to go home. I do agree with you. I think whoever owns it next, they will assemble a board and the staff and all these people who are making this engine run like Triple H, they'll stay in place. This is business. This is business. This has nothing to do with nothing personal. Mm-hmm. I hate to see Vince go out this way, but Triple H came out and said this publicly, so I know it's true. I, he came out and said creative is intact. McMahon is just back to facilitate a sale. He told the whole locker room that last week. So that's why he is back. So everybody calm down. Calm down. I guess what has to be done is going to be done. Mm. All right. One last thing on the icebreakers, man. Black the Lakers, man, they made a little move today. They traded for Rui Hachikamara out of Washington for uh, Kendrick Nunn and three second-round picks. I like the move. It makes the Lakers youthful on the wing. This kid can play defense, and he is a decent three-point shooter. That's what the Lakers need. That is something that they need. They did address an issue. Let's call it what it is A Kendrick Nunn. He didn't give us nothing. <clears throat> He showed this and he showed that. He showed it, but he was un- He didn't play none last year. Unhealthy. He didn't give us anything. This is an upgrade. This kid could come in and contribute right away. All right. 
I like the move. Do I feel like the Lakers need to make another move? Yeah. Do you need to get another shooter? Because shout out TB. He Ooh. has ascended as a big man that the Lakers needed, and he is that. Him and Anthony Davis down there on the block when they get back, I'm going to chill. I'm going to talk a little later. But TB has somebody has who, who has emerged to pair with Anthony Davis. You got LeBron, and you got... Uh, some other pieces. Look, man, I'm telling you right now, if the Lakers make the playoffs as a six or seven seed, man, y'all people ain't gonna want to play this team, bro. Mm. They're not gonna play this team. Blake, how do you feel about the move? Oh, uh, it's it's a piece. It's, it's a, a piece. piece. It's a piece. You know, it's a piece. And then it gets LeBron out of the four and puts him back in the three. Correct. So you know, anything that can help, you know, I know he's gonna he gonna come in and start right away for them. Yeah, he is. You know, because he was coming off the bench in Washington, averaging 13 points. Yeah, a he'll game, start. Yeah. So you know, you needed some young energy, like you said, coming. You coming, do. coming in to help you, and this gives him a little more size too, D. So you have long like, kid. You have you gonna have uh, TB or what? Almost six eleven, yep. and you gonna have Anthony Davis there. Yep. What? Almost seven, seven foot. Yep. You know. So and then what? He's what six nine. Yep. LeBron six eight. So yep. you know, I, I I think they need to figure something out with Russ. Are they going to? Start Russ, or they're going to keep, keep him coming the off bench. the bench. Keep him on so the bench. what they're going to keep Pat Bev. I think they're going to have to really up that that point guard position is going to have to be upgraded if they make another move. Yeah, it it's will going to have to be, and hopefully it's in the package of somebody that's be. that's able to be a floor general and that can shoot the ball and make timely buckets for them. But uh, definitely a piece that they needed, and we'll see how it work out. Be moving yeah. forward. We'll definitely see how it work out. We'll be up in our NBA coverage for sure. Um, as we wind down uh, with the NFL, all right? So that's pretty much all of our icebreakers today. We're going to transition out of that and head to the National Football League. And, man, man, one time for the Jaguars, man. One time for the Jaguars. Black, let's go ahead and dive right into it. This past weekend was the divisional round in the NF, the 2022 NFL playoffs, man. And man, just didn't go the way that we wanted it to go. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, man, went up to Kansas City and we were hyped all week, man. We were hyped all week telling ourselves Man, we got a great shot, and it really worked out to be that way to have a great shot uh, with this game. The Chiefs knocking off the Jaguars 27 to 20. We're going to get Rashad in here, Miss Moodum Chains, in just a few seconds, a few minutes. Me and Black are going to go ahead and get ours off. And uh, Chiefs win the game 27 20. Mine is real short and sweet. Mine is real short and sweet with this game. Okay, coming into this game, I, the game that happened, I felt that. I felt that, man. I felt coming in that this was not going to be what everybody was going to be. W wanting it to be the Jazz just mysteriously just open up the offense. That's what I wanted to happen, but I I knew this was not gonna happen this way. You don't change who you are just based on the opponent. That's not football. That's not how it goes. Coming into this game, man, I don't think the Jaguars looked like they were nervous or scared. I never got that whatsoever. I really felt like they came in as a confident group. But this is the playoffs, all right. 
When you get to the playoffs and you're in hostile territory like up there in Kansas City, the Jaguars had a few things that they just they just couldn't allow, and it happened. Number one, where was the pass rush? It was non-existent. Okay, you can't pass rush Patrick Mahomes, let alone on two legs, but then when he gets to one leg, you still can't get to him. Okay, cool. Second of all, where was the where was the playbook from Dougie P to kind of get the Kansas City Chiefs off of Trevor Lawrence's neck with the side the side plays, the dumps here, the dumps there? There's certain things that when you get stick with when something's going good, stick with it. They were running the rock right up the gut. Five yards here, six yards here, big bucket. Like, I don't get it. And then last but not least, <laughs> Chad freaking Henny drove 98 yards for a touchdown. Untouched. Clean as a whistle. Those things cannot take place, and you expect to win and go to the AFC Championship game. Now, am I going? Am I finna piss on the Jags? No, I'm not. I don't even feel bad today. I felt bad after the loss, but bro, I'm looking back at what this team accomplished, how they got here, and where they're going. Man, Jacksonville, the whole city should stand up and be great, bro. Everybody should be feeling fantastic. Do you want to win? Absolutely, man. Absolutely, you want to win, but that just wasn't the case, man. The Chiefs. We said it going in. The coaching. Andy Reid on full display once again. Mm-hmm. Simple key things. Chad Henney get in. One, two, step. Out of his hands. One, two. Out of his hands. Chad Henney ain't take a full step drop the whole time he was in there. Patrick Mahomes come back. One, two. Out of his hands. One, two. Out of his hands. Pacheco running like a man out of control. Do we forget how to tackle? Pass rush. Was not... Anywhere. I'm looking for Josh Allen and Walker the whole game. Ain't hear their names called one time. Not one time. This was about the Chiefs being better than the Jaguars. This was about the coaching staff and the Reed being a better head coach and adjuster than Dougie P currently is right now. And this was about guts. This was about will, determination, and the Chiefs saying, you know what? Y'all ain't going to do nothing to 15. We know he hurt. We know he wounded. Y'all ain't going to touch him. And we didn't touch him. Chiefs win this game 27-20. Earned their right to their fifth straight AFC championship appearance, Black. What six are your th- straight. Excuse me. Six straight. <laughs> what are your thoughts, man, on the Jaguars taking it on the chin to the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, man, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, <coughs> you see your team do amazing things, man, and... And then you get to the playoffs, division around against a buzzsaw and the Kansas City Chiefs, and you come up short. But, you know, for me, D, it's just like what you said. Keep it short and sweet. Uh, self-inflicted wounds. Self-inflicted. Like you say, no pass rush. Uh, Travis Etienne, 10 carries for 65 yards while we start running the ball. <laughs> he should have ran it 20 times. He averaged 5.5 a, a carry. carry. And against them, it's working. Why well, stop doing it? Um, I, 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 I truly don't understand what's really going on with this pass rush D. It sickens me because um, I didn't hear Walker, 
Allen. Allen. Only person name I heard from the defensive line name get called was Arden Key. Because he oh, yeah, was the that was one that, that hurt. Uh, well, not purposely. He was the one that tackled Pat Mahomes. You know, but yeah, now, that, that one. By the way, that wasn't dirty. That wasn't I'm tired dirty. Of hearing that. We we just seen, I'm tired we, of hearing we just that. seen that too. It, again in the Cowboy game. I'm tired of hearing that. Yeah, that's not dirty. Like, come on now. It's not dirty. Yeah, this, it's definitely not a dirty play. It's, it's it's part of football. And when you get tackled, your legs get caught up under some. Y'all just got to stop that. But um, the it was a lot of plays here, man. That the Jaguars just missed on. You can't get to the six yard line and fumble the ball. You can't get the ball back after that and throw a pick, Trevor. You can't do that. And then freaking Christian Kirk. Jeez. Man, I'm so proud of you. We Ballin'. we we've been we've been riding what you saying. You deserve your money, which you do. Because you had a great year. But in the, when, it's, when it's in the bread basket, you gotta catch that. Gotta catch that. I heard something on the radio today, Dean. I don't know if you uh if you knew this. Right. The Jacksonville Jaguars uh receiving core is the highest paid in football. I did not know had that. The, had the most drops this year in 42. Wow, didn't know that. Great stat. And I was like, man, the thing that the thing that's been on Achilles Hills drops, not catching the ball, is what is is what caught us turning over the ball, is what cost us in this football game. Jaguars had this game, D. They could have won this football game, but it was some things that we couldn't get out our own way like losses in the past. Mm-hmm. So it does it does it sting? Does it hurt? Yes, it does. D. Um, I think Jacksonville. I, I believe Jacksonville will be better for it. Doug will be of better course. for it. Uh, this coaching staff will learn. They're big. Is they're literally going to go into year two under Doug. So you expect things to be a lot better, a lot cleaner. But they definitely gotta get uh some add some more pieces or try to tweak some things. To make this team better, D. And that starts in the offseason in the draft to see what they're going to do. But I'm proud of the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. Y'all showed me a lot. Doug, I still love you, whatever it is. You just, it, Andy Reid's like Nick Saban when it comes to his assistants. You're just not going to beat the guy. <laughs> That's what it looks like. You know, unless you're, <laughs> unless you, uh, what's my Kirby Smart? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, man, uh, beautiful uh, win by the Chiefs, man. Jaguars, you know. We'll be better for it, D. I'm I'm excited to see, you know, what, what lies ahead and down the road. But definitely the Jaguars will be back. Yeah, yeah. And we're getting ready to get Rashad in here in a few minutes. I want to say this too, man. Just city of Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars. You've never experienced this before. You never experienced this. I ain't gonna say never. Maybe the I'm too young to remember the vibe of the city when Mark Brunel, Jimmy Smith, Keenan McCardell, and everything. That's was what it is. Like the that. vibe different. The vibe 17, different. The vibe went like this. It was not yeah. seventeen. <laughs> I tell you this: at seventeen, after the loss to the Patriots, I think a lot of people just they just felt like, oh yeah, we just gonna go back to what we used to, what we used to be. Like this was just we just got hot. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people were thinking. Like, bro, I mean, we we. You know, we got some nice talent on the defensive side, but, you know, we not really fit, really fit in being contention like that. You saw that going into the next season. Mm-hmm. You saw that. But this different now. I love that Trevor stayed in the tunnel and welcomed everybody in. Showed everybody love before going into the back. He was the last one in the room. That's leadership. That's leadership. Loved everybody at the press conferences. Loved everything that was said. I'm going to say this before we call Rashad. Get used to this. Get used to these runs. Chris Collinsworth said it before the game ended uh, on Saturday night. He said, get used to these matchups between Mahomes and Lawrence. Get used to these matchups with Mahomes going against Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. Get used to this. They got him one. They got him one. 
And you can see, I can't wait to see the adjustments that are made going into next season. Because there will be some. Mm-hmm. And I forget the guy who said it this morning on ESPN, but he said, dare I say, the Jacksonville Jaguars are now an attractive destination for skilled players. For skilled players. Mm-hmm. Because you can see the you can see the potential there and what's going to happen. So salute to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Salute to Dougie P. Salute to Trevor Lawrence. Salute to everybody, man. The leadership of Ingram. Uh, uh, Christian Kirk making and earning his money. We told y'all to shut your mouths, man. The market is what it is. Because y'all going to be hooting and hollering, blowing your trumpet when Trevor be the first $300 million quarterback. Because he going to get all that. This is the market of what we in. Christian Kirk deserved that bread. Christian Kirk was the most dependable weapon on offense right alongside NTN this year. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. That Jaguars defense, solid defense, but we have to get, we have to find a way to say, all right, when you step on the field against the Jacksonville Jaguars, you need to pick your poison because we finna run right at you and we touching the quarterback every play. You get that, and then this thing is a little bit different. But I'm chilling, proud of this team, proud of this city. The sports desk has been running Jaguar content for four weeks straight. Man, they're on fire. Just great. <laughs> We're from here. We live here. We're born and raised here. And it was a great time, man. So shout out to the Jaguars, and congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, man. Go ahead and get Rashad online. See what type of mood my dog in. It has been almost two days since everything went down. Let's see what Mr. Moodham Chains got for us tonight, man. D, what's up, man? Rashad, what's going on? Rashad, what's, what's happening, up, man? Black, what's up, bro? How you doing today, my man? Man, listen, man, I'm good. I, uh, I wasn't doing good right after the game Saturday. Right. Uh, I actually turned my phone off. Oh my goodness. And, yeah, I, tur- I turned my phone off and went to sleep. Now, I was, I was, I was sleep from eight o'clock <laughs> to six in the morning. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I got, I got a real good sleep in. You had to get that up off you. Yeah, yeah. I, I was drunk. I wasn't finna. I wasn't finna have nobody ruin my <laughs> mood even more. All of my phone, texting my phone with foolishness. So I just, I turned my phone off and went to sleep. I feel you. I feel you. Well, man, yeah, man. It's come to an end. The season is officially over for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kansas City 27, Jacksonville 20. Rashad, just walk me through the game, man. Walk me through the game. Let me know, you know, now that you've had a couple of days to kind of soak everything in and just come to peace with all of it. What were you going through during the game? What were your disappointments? And where, how do you feel about the Jaguars going forward? Uh, I think I scared my wife uh, <laughs> because I was cussing the TV out like no other. <laughs> I, I know you was. Out. I was cussing Devin Lloyd out. Everybody was getting cussed out. It was just... That was a that was a that was a tough loss for me during it, man. Why why you watching it? And and it was it was kinda like up until the Agnew fumble. Right. I thought we were gonna win that game. Yeah. I really did. I I thought we were gonna win that game. 
Mm. And it was tough, man. It was it was it was tough. It was tough watching watching Christian Kirk drop that ball. Mm-hmm. It was tough watching Agnew fumble that ball. Mm. It was I think the most frustrating thing during that game, man, was watching watching Doug Peterson not give the ball to Travis Etienne was probably the most frustrating thing about that game. That's the thing that I'll never forget is 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 like screaming into the TV, Doug, run it, run it, Doug, run it, Doug. Right. And he'll run it one time, he'll get seven yards, and he'll take him out the game. Yeah. I say, well, damn, I wonder what the strategy is with this. Like, right. And um, that was frustrating, man. Um, Try not to get too frustrated on defense because that's Patrick Mahomes. I don't care if he got one leg or one arm. He's still Pat. Um, but uh, just a game of missed opportunities. 98-yard drive Man. to a 100-year-old quarterback. Man. That's what Mike Caldwell was really getting it from me. And Brandy, Brandy wasn't home then. I'm glad she was. <laughs> I was doing some Serious cussing out then. Yeah, man, that uh, was tough to see. Dropping that pick, man. Dropping that pick, man. You get that pick, we're gonna win that game. You get that pick, we win the game. Uh, just, it looked like a young team that hadn't been there before. That kind of got overwhelmed by the situation and and couldn't calm themselves down enough to make the plays that was necessary to win the game. And um. I'm glad that they got the experience. I really am because uh, next year I think the Jaguars go have a number one seed and and and, and win the Super Bowl. Mm. Really, I do. Mm. Okay, really, we'll do. talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. So going forward, going forward, you already made it clear. Jags number one seed going to win the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. What are some of the holes? Yeah. What are some of the holes that you would like to see the Jaguars attack first? Uh, as we go into the offseason, some of the holes that help them will help them improve to get that number one seed <laughs> to get to go to the Super Bowl next year. Biggest glaring hole is left guard. That's the biggest glaring hole on that entire team is left guard. Um, Cam Robinson has never played next to an elite guard. And I think if you have an elite guard next to him, it'll improve his play. I'm pretty sure he'll be fine. Uh, during the offseason. You got to keep Walker Little as that swing tackle because I think next year is probably going to be uh, Robinson's last year. But uh, that line will be solid, especially you get a, you get an elite left guard. Uh, I think I think Florida's, that guard, that All-American that Florida had, I think he'll be available in the 20s. If he's there, that's the first, that's got to be the first pick. Um, uh, Calvin Ridley is coming. If Calvin Ridley is Calvin Ridley, you won't have a need for receiver. Uh, re-signing Evan Ingram yes. is definitely a priority. Yes. Uh, re-signing uh, uh, Taylor is definitely a priority. Re-signing left guard. He's 24 years old. Um, you got to re-sign him. So, and like I said before, when we were talking about draft earlier, when we all, when I thought the season was over, <laughs> uh when we were talking about draft early, I said, just leave the defense be. They need a, they need a slot cornerback. That's all they need. Leave the defense be. Um, if you if you can improve the pass rush by getting like a veteran uh, veteran minimum guy who's ring chasing, uh, do that. But 
leave the defense be. Um, you got a bunch of young guys on that defense, and I think Mike Caldwell being in that system for the second year, Mike Caldwell is going to be a better defensive coordinator next year. Mm-hmm. The defense is going to understand the system more. So the Jaguars, to me, don't have many glaring holes. I think that's a good football team. I think they can improve definitely in that roster. They definitely can improve. But I think the improvements are going to come organically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not you, – you, I, think, I think we got eight picks. So if you can, you know, make some of those picks, you know, higher picks, start trading. You got your quarterback now. Once you get quarterback solved, it's time to be aggressive because – when you when you give Trevor a three hundred million dollar contract, now you're you're looking at something totally different. So the Jaguars got two years, two years to win the Super Bowl. No, no, they do not. Now they don't change the rule, D. Um, after the third year, yeah, you're eligible. Yeah, after the third year, now you're eligible. So yeah. actually, the Jaguars can extend Trevor at the end of next, next year. year, right? And they um, will. So. Yeah, they're going to extend them. But the good part about the extension is it's it's an extension, so it's not going to kick in until right, the fifth the, year. Correct. You know correct, what I'm saying? The, the big money is going to kick in the fifth year. So correct. Um, I truly believe that team is going to be really, really good next year, man. Um, second year with Doug Peterson and Trevor, uh, if Calvin really is going to be the biggest key. If he comes in and, and be, the, be the receiver that he was – I, I just don't see what you're gonna do because you're essentially you're essentially upgrading Calvin Ridley for uh, for for uh, not Zay Jones, the Marvin Jones. Right. Yeah, because he's so, going. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you're you're making him your number one receiver, and you know I don't I don't if if Zay Jones is the is the number two receiver, I, I don't know what he can do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If he's not a primary target, so. I, I think that team is, is, is like I said, they're going to improve organically. They're going to improve with coaching. Uh, the culture is already built. I think that team is going to be one of the top three best teams in the in the league next year. I really, really do. Uh, quick question for me, uh, Rashad, and I, I I was sitting on this because I wanted to wait till you know to see uh, what we do, how our season you know would continue or end. But like looking. Looking at the beginning of the year when we was previewing how the season would go and everything that went down, ups and downs in the season, what did this Jacksonville Jaguar team show you? You being one of the most diehard fans I know of the Jacksonville Jaguars, what did this team show you through everything that they went through this season? It showed me that coaching in the NFL matters. That's what they showed. They showed that coaching in the NFL matters and just patience. Um, and 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 we didn't and we didn't need much patience, honestly. We just needed patience during the season. Sometimes it takes two or three years to build with build with the Jaguars built this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can tell that that the talent was there. It was just not cultivated. And and you cultivated this in the middle of the year. This team was three and seven. His team was three and seven and went on a what is it nine the last the last eleven games or I think it was uh, nine and two in the last ten games nine, nine and, and two. two you're 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 nine and two in your last eleven games that's insane 
So, so that, so that's the reason. I mean, people may think I'm crazy when I say that, but I'm, I'm looking and I'm saying to myself, I mean, the Jaguars play the NFC. They play the NFC South next year. Uh, you think Tampa, Carolina, <laughs> New Orleans, or 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 uh, the Panthers? Can <laughs> beat the Jaguar? Four and Four and Yeah, we can move on. Four and <laughs> Who in the who in the AFC South? Is Four and zero, Rashad. Jaguars we can move on. Okay, Four and so that's eight wins already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. I mean, you 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 just you just gonna have a hard time, especially the two the two keys on that defense is gonna be Devin Lloyd and Trayvon Walker. If them two develop next year into really really formidable starters, look out. If they play to their ceiling, if they if they take this year to really evaluate, get stronger, understand the defense, and 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 Trayvon Walker gets past rush moves, and and Lloyd starts to really understand that defense where he's not playing slow and thinking. That's like getting two first round picks again, mm-hmm. and they, they will basically gave you. You know what I'm saying? They so, will. So, so yeah, that's the improvement one. that's going to happen. So yeah, it's the culture. I'm a, I'm excited. I was pissed off. I was pissed off for about a day and a half. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, of it course. was hard for me yesterday. Of course. But then I got to thinking. I'm like, this was a special year. I, this I was agree. Special man. I agree. This was special, man. So I agree. Uh, I'm not mad no more. Uh, we gonna be fine. And I, 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 I truly expect that team to be the number one seed in the AFC next year. Well, I, I would welcome that for sure if they could climb up to that number one seed. Um, but like I say, we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. But I agree with you. We right. were just I was just telling Black that uh, right before we called you, man, this was a hell of a year. Yeah. Just the energy and the vibe in this city, just the roller coaster um, beginning to ultimately get into this thing got so elevated around here in ways that I have just never seen the city like this ever I'm 38 years old, been here my whole life, bro. And being around this environment for the past four to five weeks, especially culminating in that wild card game inside that stadium against the Chargers, I just never experienced it like that in my life. Like, period. You know what I'm saying? So this is just the beginning. Get used to this, Jacksonville. Get used to this. This is going to be the normal around here. We're going to look at this thing three, four, five years down the line, and we're going to have to remember how bad it was around here. Because now you're talking multiple division championships. Now you talk about AFC championships. Now you talk about Super Bowl appearances, a potential Super Bowl. I'm being serious. In the next five years, it is not far-fetched to say that the Jacksonville Jaguars could be playing in the Super Bowl. It's no. not far-fetched. Like, this is the new energy. This is the new wave for this city. And this kicked off in 2022 2022, the other side of the pillow was flipped over. Now it's cool, baby. Hmm. Yeah. Now it's cool. After three and seven. <laughs> yeah. After three, three and seven. seven. I was, I was, t- Rashad. I was telling my son today, man. I was just, he was just like, we was passing the football stadium. He was like, man. He was like, we played a, uh, <laughs> we played the NFC South and the AFC South next year. And he was like, man, I could just imagine some of them games, you know, being that night. I said, oh, they definitely gonna have. Yeah, Jazz gonna get love for sure. Because they gonna get love between that environment, between that Tennessee and the Chargers game, man. Like NFL, they that, saw, they saw. It, it. It's 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 is I've never been a part of nothing nothing like that in my life, man. And 
to be able to be a part of it and then see the reaction from looking at the Chargers game on TV, being at the Tennessee game, being in the environment. You got to you got to think Trevor Lawrence is 23 years old. He just turned 23. And That's it. he's, he's going to be around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a quarterback. So you got to think the NFL is, is, is really looking at Jacksonville like Jacksonville is probably, you know, turned that they've turned that corner and they become they Jacksonville is going to become a place where the NFL wants to give prime time and night games too. Absolutely. Well, Rashad, yep. we are wrapping it up, man. Another Another year in the books, man, with Jacksonville Jaguar coverage until we get to the NFL. Well, excuse me, until we get to the uh, the free agency, free agency, and then we get to so it won't be that long. Free agency, and then yeah. we'll get to the draft where we start to ramp it back up. Rashad, any last things, man? Because we won't we won't hear from you for a few weeks till we get to free agency. Um, anything just to wrap up this this whole year with the Jags and being on the sports desk. Man, it, it 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 was a ride, man. I'm I'm actually uh, I'm gonna go back and listen to some of those earlier episodes. You should, cause and I have. Laugh. <laughs> I have. And laugh. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna go back and listen to some of those earlier episodes and laugh because you never know. Um, and and mm-hmm. you 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 never know how the season was gonna go. Mm-hmm. And it ended up just clicking, man. Um. Mm-hmm. And 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 this was this was a hell of a ride. It really was. I, yeah. I, we will never we will never forget 2022. We will I not even 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 if there are Super Bowls in the future, the Jaguars will always because you, you always remember the first. Yeah, you know you you always remember the beginning. Yeah, of, of, of anything. Yeah. And um, and this was the beginning. This yeah, was man. the beginning. Uh, yeah. Doug Peterson, as much as he really pissed me off on Saturday, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, because he really did. I think that game plan was absolute. I'm not going to say the game plan was horrible. It, the, the plays were executed horribly, and some of the play calling was horrible, too. But it mm-hmm. was just it's just kind of like a young team, man, that was going against the best team in the league. It is mm-hmm. what it is. You lost to the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. That's what you did. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I mean, can you get mad at – a team that won four games the last two years, losing to the best team in the league in the division no, round. No, you, you shouldn't get mad at that. No, you can't. <laughs> in the moment, you can. But take a step back and think about it. You lost to the best team in the league by seven points Correct. on the road. Correct. Come on, man. Yep. So uh, we good, man. Like, I mean, I, I really enjoy being on the sports desk, going through the ups and downs with you guys. Yes, sir. And and, and y'all talking me off the ledge every week. <laughs> uh because I was definitely on the ledge. I got yes. tired of watching that crap. Yes. And uh, they turned it around. And um, this was a hell of a season, man. Absolutely. This was a hell of a season. If, if, you, if you are a season ticket holder and you went to every game and stayed at every game this year, boy, what kind of fun did you have? Yeah, because man. I had some yeah. fun, man. Yeah, man. I had some fun in that stadium this year, man. And, yeah. and honestly, they shouldn't have lost the game in that stadium. Yeah, you're right. They lost to the Houston Texans and they lost to the Giants by one yard. Mm-hmm. That's what those were the losses in that stadium this year. The rest of this, the rest of them were wins. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was memorable. So, man, I always appreciate being on the sports desk. I always appreciate y'all giving me sharing your platform with me. Yes, sir. Um, I appreciate the listeners wanting me on the sports desk, not yeah. tweeting and saying, hey, get that idiot off the sports desk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I appreciate that, man. I look forward to Monday. So uh Yes sir. So yeah, we gonna do this thing. We're gonna do it next year. We go I mean we go we're gonna do it 
for free agency. We're going to do yep. it for the draft. Yep. And um, all, we got we got to hope and pray <clears throat> because I said it even when we were on the street that I wanted Trip Malky gone. I can't. I'm. I'm. I'm going to reserve my judgment for how he builds that team next year. Right. Because I don't think money is going to be a problem. Because I think it's contracts that you can restructure. Because Sean has a lot of money. I think he's like the third richest owner in the league. He is. And he's always shown that willingness to open his checkbook yep. and do whatever needs to be done for this team. So money isn't an issue. The cap is is irrelevant. Whatever they want to make happen, they'll make happen. Yep. If they want to bring D Hop in here, D Hop will be here. Yeah. Because money won't be an issue. I agree. So um I wanna I wanna see how Trent builds this team because if he builds this thing right, fellas, I'm telling you they're gonna have the number one seed next year. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna have it. I'm telling you they're gonna have the number one seed next year. And next year, you go when they say who are the best quarterbacks in the league, you're gonna say Mahomes, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. That's mm. what it's gonna be. Hey, that doesn't sound far fetched. Doesn't sound far fetched to me at all. No. Yeah. No. But I'm looking forward three. to the they journey. Who are the three best quarterbacks? Them three right there. Uh, I'm looking forward to the journey, man. I'm very excited, man. Just the mere fact that you said that at your mouth is something that I could not have imagined being talked about around here at any point and any time in the last five years. No. So I'll take no. it, man. Dude, I'll got, take it. You got Jalen Ramsey trying to re- trying to come home. <laughs> Hey, hey Jalen, man, listen, man, we appreciate you, bro. But um Yeah, you got too we, much we, money. We got you got too much money on your books, yeah. dog. Yeah, no, yeah, no, he no. Got you got too much money too on his books. Money, dog. And, and, and we we got too good of a locker room for you to be slapping your teammates on the field and stuff, bro. Yeah, we good, bro. We, we good. We good. We love we're, you, bro. Well, Rashad, before we go, man, thank you, bro. We just want to say thank you, man. Thank you, bro, for yeah, all your contributions you week in and week out. Um, it's just really dope that we get to have one of the biggest fans in Jacksonville Jaguars history, the godfather of the Jag Jaguars. <laughs> Mr. Move Them Chains, man. On this show, we do not take it for granted. It's a very, very important piece of the coverage that we uh, have for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The first ever live show, man, uh, getting to share it with you. And you making a way for us and open up a way for us to come down there. Um, I'll never forget that, man. I really appreciate you, bro, for just really, you know, wanting to be a part and including me in black, man. It's just really, 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 really cool. So I definitely want you to know that we definitely appreciate you and we thank you, man, for everything that you've done for us. And this thing going forward is going to be amazing, uh, covering the Jaguars, and I wouldn't rather have nobody else join us on that coverage than you, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate y'all, boys, man. Yeah, always, appreciate you, man. always. Yes, sir. All right, Rashad. Well, you get your Mondays back for a few weeks, man. So enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm gonna miss it, but you know, I'm a, I, I was able to actually watch some football yesterday, surprisingly. So, uh, right, I didn't think I was gonna be able to watch none, but I watched it, so I'm. I'm good, man. You yeah, know man. Saying? Enjoy it. Even if y'all want to call me, even if y'all want to call me, you know what I'm saying, about the, about the championship games next week, we can talk, bro. You All right, bet, saying? bet. We'll do that, man. Of course, closing out, trying to close out the season, we'll definitely get your opinion, man, of what you're thinking about, you know, as we get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 of course. All right. All right, Rashad, man. We'll be catching up with you, bro. Thank you again, man. All right, no problem. All right, Black. All right, All right now. All right, yo. 
So that oh, was our yeah. guy, man. Yeah. Mr. Moodum Chains, our Jacksonville Jaguar. Um, just, just, this dude is just <laughs> very passionate. Very passionate, very real, very emotional with his takes, man. And it was just a great time uh, having Rashad help us cover the Jacksonville Jaguars, all right? Yeah, what you man. got, Black? Yeah, I was just sitting here thinking, man, like, this roller coaster ride this year, man, and then be able, being able to experience mm-hmm. that wild card weekend and the environment, man. New sports I just, desk. I just seeing that being a continuation, D. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I believe that's going to be happening mm-hmm. for a very long time, man. And and being a part of that, man, it was real special, man. And I'm happy. I'm I'm thankful that Rashad allowed made that happen for us, man. You know, because without him, we wouldn't we would have been right here in the studio probably. You know, so yeah. Shout out to him, man, on, you know, being the biggest Jaguar fan I know, man. Mr. Moodham Chains, salute to you, my brother. I can't wait the next year. We're going to have a good old time once again, my boy. I can't wait. Absolutely, man. All right, let's move on throughout the divisional coverage, man. Also on Saturday, the New York football Giants got absolutely steamrolled by the number one seed of Philadelphia Eagles. Me and Black picked the Giants. We did. We picked the Giants. We believed the hype from the week before, and they went in there, and at least they allowed me to go to bed early on Saturday because exactly. I was not watching all of that. Black, the Giants. Okay, here's my question to you. Was it fool's goal, or are the Philadelphia Eagles just that good? D, I, they that good. <laughs> yeah. D, listen to me, bro. Like, I cut the game off in the first quarter. Ugly out here. You know, it was ugly. I D, I've never seen a team even in college. The way they're running this RPO offense, D, is it's it's impeccable. Mm. Like teams like teams don't know what to do. It's ugly. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing to watch uh next Sunday how the 49ers deal with this. I and and they're what the best defense you can want to say. Number one, one. The, they're number one. Number one defense in the league. Yeah. And man, the way that they just moved this offense with Jalen Hurts, man, it's you know it's remarkable to watch. It's a I symphony. mean, Miles Sanders is doing work. Boston Scott is doing work. Little Watkins, the wide receiver, getting in the backfield doing work. I mean, what six, seven yards a clip, D. Mm. And I mean, Jalen Hurts, man. <laughs> If you you wouldn't have never thought he was hurt. Nah, man. If they didn't if they didn't break the news of him saying that you know he not a hundred percent because he looked like he a hundred percent in that offense. He looked pretty good and to man, me. Man, the the thing that stands out for me is the swag of the coach. That coach swagged out. Mm-hmm. I I love to see that. Did he up, oh, man? The, the head coach. Uh, what is what's his name? Seriani. Man, that's he's a he's a vibrant, energetic. I mean, energy is through the roof. You know, head coach, and man, I love to see it, man. But this offense, they were lights out on Saturday night, D. It just looked like a buzz saw just came through and hit the Giants, and they didn't know they couldn't recover from it. They couldn't recover from it. This offense is 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 potent to have to deal with because you you don't know what's coming, especially with them having added AJ Brown already to the good receivers they already had. And it's like you don't know what to stop. What it's nothing you can stop. It just it's just like what you said you want to see from the Jaguars. Pick your poison. 
What are you going to do? Mm. You going to let my running backs get off? You going to let Jalen Hurts get off? Or you going to let my receivers catch the ball? Mm. What are you going to do? So, uh, D, it definitely was, man. I was like, out of my mind, like, wow, man, this offense is is very scary. And 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 I know that gave them a lot of, you know, a lot of energy and uh, being positive because they didn't look too good the, the last couple of games at the end of the season, especially with Jalen uh, hurts being especially with him being hurt and then be able to come out and put on a performance like that you know I have to, I know they have to do good things for the morale and uh in mm-hmm. the locker room and uh, have positive vibes going into the NFC championship yeah I mean mine is short and sweet I mean I took the bait man I took the bait from the week before with the Giants that just let me know that the Minnesota Vikings weren't that good that's all that let me know <laughs> Kirk Cousins and what they had going on out there they ain't, ain't really about nothing bro because the Philadelphia Eagles, they did not play with them boys. Mm-mm. Daniel Jones, how do you re- – man, I mean, they made him look like – they made him look like that was his first ever football game. Mm-hmm. The man tripping over people's feet, falling down, throwing – I'm like, well, dog. And the Eagles just kept it going. They didn't even let Brian Dayball, who's a really good coach, who should be consideration for coach of the year, they didn't even allow this man a chance to have like – uh, 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 to adjust at halftime because the game was over. <laughs> that eagle energy, real. It's real, like they feel. I hate the Eagles. Mm. I hate them. But I love Jalen Hurts. I love that guy, man. You see the leadership. You see the poise. You just see just why they are clicking the way that they are. He's their guy. And he makes it go. No disrespect to Gardner Mitchell, but Gardner Mitchell, he can't do none of that, bro. He can't do none of that. <laughs> you plug in Hurts and look, voila. Voila. The man didn't attempt the rushing yard last week, the week before against the Giants. I mean, the Giants, the last week of the season. And then he come back out here, and I mean, good Lord. You would have thought the man didn't miss a game. Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles, them brothers real. They validating what this season was all about. They were good all year long, and they were real good Saturday night advancing to the NFC Championship game. What you got, Black? I just, I just be looking at this man, and it was, and Jalen Hurts, <coughs> he, he a special talent, and I was like, man, I could just imagine a quarterback like Lamont in this offense. Like, mm. if he had the receivers, the and like, oh my god, mm-hmm. like, I just want to see. How do you feel about the offense and the way that it it looks? Fulfilling, like fulfilling, like how does it look well, to you? I, I like they're a well doing machine, literally unstoppable. They're a well doing machine. They have all the pieces in place. The everything that they Devontae Smith to AJ Brown that off. Shout out Lane Johnson, man. Lane Johnson is gutting that thing out to best be out there with his team. The and he hurt and he out there. Yeah, yeah. Best offensive line in the league. They just clicking on all cylinders, man. They click and they believe. They got leadership. Like, you can just see, like, this team very well should win the Super Bowl this year. Top to bottom, if you want to keep it real, they've been the best team in football all year long. Mm. Top to bottom. And now they just kind of reminded us all real quick. against a division rival who they've already beat twice, and they beat them again. You know how hard it is to beat your division rival three times in one year? Mm-hmm. And the third time they beat them, they absolutely smack them. <laughs> Shout out to the Eagles, man. Advance yeah. to the NFC Championship game, all right? All right, Black, let's go ahead and go to Sunday. Chiefs advance on Saturday. Eagles advance on Saturday. Let's get out here to Buffalo, my boy. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals. 
was about that business. Came out the Buffalo 27 to 10. Sending Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills home for the season. Black. Every time Joe Burrow touched the football, this is all I heard. <laughs> Every time Joe Burrow was on the field, that's all I heard. <laughs> I'ma say this, man. I'ma kick it to you. Two things. Domination. From the Bengals. They were not playing. They got off that bus. They walked in that stadium. They cared less who was out there. And they went out there and dominated. You can tell there was a difference. There was a difference between the Bengals and the Bills. It was clear as day. Now, Joe Burrow is the most dangerous man and all of football. If you're in the AFC, you should be very worried if you'll ever get to a Super Bowl while he's a Cincinnati Bengal. I've never seen this in a player. I'm talking about Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and I'm talking about them. I'm talking about them all. That brother Cole. He Cole. How in God's green earth do you get off the bus and you walk into somebody else's stadium where the conditions are favorable for them and you come in there and you absolutely, literally shut the damn door in their face and said, I'm home now. This is my stadium. He did it last year in the playoffs and we looked at it and we thought it was a little run. You probably don't remember this, but when we started talking at the beginning of the season, Mm -hmm. You took the Baltimore Ravens and win this division. I asked you, did you want to do that? Because mm-hmm. of Joey B. And you said, back then, I know you don't believe this now, but you said this back then, I still need to see a little bit more from Joe Burrow. Black, have you seen enough? Oh, i seen enough, brother. <laughs> He's a killer. i seen enough. He's a killer. He's cold-blooded. He has no remorse. There's nobody going to be in his way. He's the most dangerous man in football. And if you're in the AFC, that is including that beautiful sunshine angel, Trevor Lawrence. If you got to play this man, whether you're in Cincinnati or he's on your field, God help you. Because he is something like I've never, ever seen. I love what he said at the end of that game when they asked him that question. The lady said they were selling tickets to Atlanta for this neutral AFC site championship game between the Bills and the Chiefs. Well, they better start giving back their refunds. Two weeks ago, Joe Burrow sat up here with a cigar in his mouth and said, the whole time, my whole playing career, the Super Bowl window is open here in Cincinnati. Jamar Chase is a gangster. Everybody on that defensive side of the ball is a gangster. Mixing, get the whole team are riders. They said this today on ESPN. I think it was uh, it was Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan say this guy is an organizational changer. He's changed life in the entire organization. There's not another quarterback in the league playing. He said maybe Jalen Hurts, who can change everything and everybody due to his presence. This dude 
is somebody who I'm not going to go against what my eyes are watching. The Cincinnati Bengals are supposed to be the defending Super Bowl champions if it weren't for half a second. Half a second with Aaron Donald getting his hands on Joe Burrow because Jamal Chase had Jalen Ramsey beat by 15 yards. And we saw yesterday, if we wasn't sure before, we saw yesterday on Sunday in Buffalo, New York, that Joe Burrow is better and above everybody else. Josh Allen took a back seat yesterday. His stock dropped yesterday. He is no longer the second best quarterback in that conference. That is up for consideration now of who is the best quarterback in that conference. Either Mahomes or Burrow. And before I kick it to black, currently right now, Joe Burrow is 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes. When we going to make him the best quarterback in the AFC? I'm going to leave that there. Black, what were your thoughts yesterday? Man, I'm just going to say this real quick. Big 17, Buffalo Bills Mafia, your mm. window has been closed. Mm. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Mm. Let me say Come it again. On, Bills Mafia, Big 17, Josh Allen, your window has been closed. Snow Joe. My God. <laughs> this man got so many nicknames, I can't even name them. <laughs> but I'm just going with the most recent because I think that's Snow Joe 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this man. Uh, and you absolutely right, D. I said I need to see more. I seen what I need to see. <laughs> and I got to thinking like, man, <sighs> if this is like this in Buffalo, oh. what would have happened on that Monday night if that game would have continued? Mm. We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. But this offense and Joe Burrow are clicking on all cylinders, just like the Philadelphia Eagles. Man. You want to talk about Jamar Chase? Let's give T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd some. Oh, yeah, best court in the league. Best court in the league. Hating Hurts. I'm like, oh, my God. They got hating Hurts out here. Best core. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. And they running a the rock at a clip. The Buffalo Bills looked average against the mm, Cincinnati Bengals. That's a fact. In that divisional game. That's a fact. You talking truth. They looked average. Josh Allen didn't look like he was prepared the way he needed to be. Man. Man. I, I, I ain't got the words, man. I ain't got the words. And you said, we going to see. We finna see. We yeah, finna see yeah, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. We about to see again. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm and this you know what's so you know what's so funny, D? It's like we we knew this, but we didn't want to believe it because he went to Cincinnati. We seen this in college. Yeah, we saw it. But we was like, he going to Cincinnati. We, we don't know. But he had it. He knew it. Yeah, he knew it. Man. From his time at Ohio State going to LSU into that second year, something in Joe Burrow just snapped. snapped. He whatever, snapped. Whatever word you want to he use, he, it, it just came all together. And this brother has been on the tail ever since he walked into his second year at LSU where they dominated the whole college football, NCAA everything. Yeah. Until he walked his foot into Cincinnati. Yeah. This guy has this guy is the man. 
He ain't playing no games with none of y'all. Now, like D say, it's we done seen some of the greats go on the road and fall flat on they face. And he young in his career. And this kid, every time he go on the road, boy, it's, it's it look worse than what it is if he was on. Yep. And then you give him bulletin to, bulletin board material too. On top of that, mm-hmm. already. This Cincinnati team is dangerous, man. They passed that. It's dangerous. I can't wait to Saturday. I'm happy this thing is the 6.30 game. I was so happy they made it the 6.30 game. Mm-hmm. This right here, D, you literally got the two best quarterbacks in the league from the go at it. Yeah. Hands down. You got down. the two best quarterbacks in the league, and this right here is for the throne, my brother. Hands down. Let me, And let me tell you this. If Joe Burrow get back to a Super Bowl, D, and I'm going to say this right now, I don't care what... He ain't losing the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. If he gets back, D, he not losing the Super Bowl again. We're going to see. Got to play the game. That brother then got him a taste, bro. He want it. And he want it, bro. And it looked like it. He want it. He want it. He want it. He want like it. you say, D, he young, 25 years old. 25. <clears throat> and this man... Got all of the goods, man. They was down two offensive linemen, and this man didn't even get touched a sack one time. Man, had on all white. I ain't see a grass stain on them. Not a grass stain on them, D. All white. In the snow. In the snow. They throwing damn snowballs at the man. <laughs> yeah. This man throwing the football in the snow like it's a Sunday, a sunny, sunny Sunday. At damn in Jacksonville, <laughs> you would have if, if you would have looked at the numbers, you would have like that was snowing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. If you look at the numbers, you were like he threw that ball. He was th- like that. Yeah, he was. It's scary, D. It but is man, scary. It is scary. Hey, look here. I apologize, Joe Snow Joe. If you just so happen to hear this here, I apologize, my brother. It's all you. It's all you. Facts, bro. It's a, it's a new king in town. It's a new sheriff in town, my boy. Mm-hmm. And his name is Snow Joe. Mm, Snow Joe. Snow Joe, my boy. Yeah, man. The Cincinnati Bagels, back-to-back AFC championship game appearances, man. Defending AFC champions. That's who they are. And he's going back to Kansas City, the scene of the crime last year. Mm, now, mm, mm. when soon as the Bengals won, Patrick Mahomes took the Twitter and he posted a clock, the emoji clock. He posted it. That's a warning shot to Joe B. That's what that was. Patrick Mahomes is furious about what happened last year. And if anybody, <laughs> if anybody can look back over there at Joe and say, bro, I don't see none of that, bro. It's only one. And it's him. He the only one. Everybody else, you're done. That's the only one out there, 15 out there in Kansas City. And we're going to see something on Sunday. <laughs> we're going to see something on Sunday at 6 by God 30 on CBS. We're going to see Patrick Mahomes and we're going to see Joseph Cool Burrow, Snow Joe, go to <laughs> Holy War out there in Kansas City. And I ain't going to be nowhere else but plop down on my couch with the stiffest drink that I can make. That's what's going to happen. 
Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City Chiefs, AFC Championship Sunday. All right, Black, I need a minute. I need a minute, Black. Trapaholics Mixtapes. Gangsta Gays. You know, I said to myself, there's a, I wasn't going to get too hype about my Dallas Cowboys win last week over the GOAT and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I told myself I wasn't going to get too hype. And then as a game, as a week led on and led on, I began to get extra hype. I talked to myself that there's no way that I don't care how the well the 49ers playing it, that Brock Purdy will outplay Dak Prescott. I just don't see it. House money on the Cowboys to come out and make it to the first NFC Championship game in 27 years. I was 11 freaking years old. <laughs> and then yesterday, the game started. And I said to myself, the Cowboys, they have what it takes. They have everything to go ahead and knock these boys off. And then interception, Dak Prescott. We get back into the game. Dak passes off to Dalton Schultz. Now we back in it. I had all this crazy controversy about my raggedy kicker, Money Mahara. Interception, Dak Prescott. Brock Purdy, maintaining, not going crazy, not turning the ball over, not fumbling, just going to sack that Prescott. Oh, Prescott throws over. Oh, Pre- I've supported Dak. I've supported him. But yesterday, I can't unsee it. It wasn't the fact that Dak threw two interceptions, and one of them might not have been his fault. Let's just say one was his fault. That first one, I don't know what the hell he was looking at with Gallup over there. You can't do this. Going into the fourth quarter, fourth quarter, this thing was 9-9. Nine, nine. Going into the fourth quarter, man. Excuse me, 12-12 to 12 going into the fourth quarter, man. This thing was tight. I said, boy, this is what you asked for on the road against this team, Cowboy. Like, this is what you asked for. Dak, you done had a terrible three-quarter, but you in the fourth now, and you can bring this thing home. You come out on the field after Christian McCaffrey walks in for the touchdown and put the 49ers up by a touchdown. First player of the game, you throw it straight to the defensive lineman. If he would have picked it, that would have been a pick six, seven-yard touchdown pass. Come back out the field. What are we doing? Why are we using our legs? We're overthrowing. Like, it just was bad. Dak was not good yesterday. The defense played well enough mm-hmm. to win this game. CD had 10 catches for 100 yards. We lost Pollard, and that was a big blow to us, man. We need mm-hmm. Pollard. But even in the midst, this is a legacy game, Dak. You make 200, almost $200 million. You scheduled to make $41 million last, next year, man. You come out with a chance. 
We didn't even make it to midfield. And getting ran out the field. And what the hell kind of last play they Mike McCarthy call? <laughs> Zeke at center just getting blown. I mean, what was that? <laughs> Cowboys lose again. Again. This is the story of my life since I've been 11 years old. Thank God that I'm old enough that I can remember the last two Cowboys Super Bowls because I watched them. And I've seen Emmitt and Troy and Mike. I've seen them. I saw Barry Switzer and, and Jimmy John. I've seen them. But now we're in the same old situation again where I got my heckling on at the end of the game talking for the team. Dak saying the same old message, even though he handled that press conference well. It's all on me. He is taking a beating today. Mm-hmm. Dak is taking a beating today. You would think he's Zach Wilson. <laughs> but the, it's the Cowboys America's team The most popular franchise Outside of the New York Yankees Is the Dallas Cowboys That's what comes with it We lost We fell short again And now we're back home Just to do what Just to do what You guessed it Get some sleep Try to get over And get ready to do it again next year I'm tired of it. The window is starting to shut. Ezekiel Elliott probably played his last game Mm. as a Dallas Cowboy. What are we going to do? What are we going to do to get better? You can't fire Mark McCarthy now. You got to shoot the division around. He stays. That Prescott show ain't going away. He's scheduled to make $43 million next year. He stays. Tony Pollard got to bring him back. What what, what are we going to do? Did we miss Amara Cooper yesterday? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Because who else besides CeeDee Lamb can you throw the ball to as a wide receiver? No one's available. Thank God for Dalton Schultz, but he probably going to not be a Cowboy next year because somebody going to pay that man. Mm. I'm not here to make excuses. I saw what I saw. It is what it is. This is on Dak Prescott. This was his game. This was his game. You cannot ask for better to be tied going into the fourth quarter with a chance to win. And we didn't win. The San Francisco 49ers, shout out Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, that defense is whoo-hoo. Mm. They did what they did, and that's why they're advancing to play the Philadelphia Eagles for the right to go to the Super Bowl. And that's that. And I'm going to leave this before I kick it to black. Dak Prescott, if you just so happen to hear this, fire every quarterback, coach, and anybody who you work with in the offseason and go find better. It's time to reinvent yourself, Dak. The same old preparation, it's time to dismiss that. You got to ingratiate yourself with something that's going to make you better, bro. Because if you don't, well, next year, instead of you being a top 10 quarterback, which you no longer are, now you're top 15 at best. You do this next year, you won't be a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys after next year because they got to do it this year. So that's my thoughts, man. Cowboys lose again. Yeah, man. That it was a good game. It was a really good game. And coming out, coming out, man, you seen the Cowboys defense ready to rock and roll. They've played they played one of the better games I've seen them play all year. And they looked really good against Tampa. And the, and coming out in this game against San Fran, they looked even better. I mean, they was getting the purdy, hitting purdy. Yeah. Everything looked good, but I think that tie really changed the offensive for them when Pollard went out. 
not having Pollard to be part of that offense really hurt them because now you're relying on to get the ball to C.D. Lamb and not being able to get it to Pollard, not being able to hand it off or throw it to Pollard, that really hurt them, D. Offensively, it did. Yeah, bad. Now you now you asking now you asking more of Dak to make the plays that he needs to make when he ain't got one of his aces in the hole on the field with him. But like you say in 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 games like this, D, this is where you make your name at. This is where you state your claim at. And the San Francisco 49ers defense wouldn't allow it. Cause they know it was only so much they could do. T.Y. Hilton, Noah Brown. None of those guys. Nobody. None of them. Nobody. Dalton Schultz did what he could do. Yeah. This mm. was a tough loss for the Dallas Cowboys. It dude. was. It was. And then you lose one of your better players and a guy you Man. have to keep around and hopefully he can come back and be a yeah. resemblance of what he was. Yeah, they said he had a I break in his ankle. Yeah, Fimble. Yeah. He told, yeah, he broke it. And, yeah. But you got to keep him around. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel bad. I feel bad for guys like Zeke. Zeke. Mm. D, you said it. Uh, this it. Yeah, this it. And 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 I love the way they came out starting Pollard. I loved it because set the tone. They, man. They, they wanted to set the tone early. They wanted to set the tone early, and they was moving the ball when Pollard was on the field, man. But when he went down, that was it. That was it, D. That was it. They were trying to do everything they could and get it through CD. And and the San Fran knew that D and. Man, it sucks. Mike McCarthy, man, you oh, you got to be better. Me personally, I think it's time for you to go, but Mm-mm, ain't happening. May not happen. Ain't happening. You all to talk about Sean Payton this and this and that. Yeah. Well, we don't know what's what. Jerry Jones seems like he on your side. He keeping you around. Right. You know, I I'm tired of Jerry Jones. Yeah, me and you both. I wish you would go away. I'm tired of him. Why can't he just be the be the only? Why can't he be like Shaq Khan? You know that Shaq Khan ain't never in the media. He just sit back and man, you talking about thirty plus years of this bro. stuff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, and you would think thirty plus years in it, bro. You should be at a point where you should be able to just sit back and chill. Please, that's what he need to do because he don't help the situation at all. Not only is that getting clown, he get clown too. Yeah, but man, look, this cowboy team. It's a really good team. A lot of talent is on this team. It is. And it need to be coached up right. And like you say, Dak got to get back in the lab, bro. He do. He do. I know you was dealing with a lot of injuries the past, what, two years? Yeah, two say? years, yeah. So you probably wasn't Ankle, in the lab calf, a lot thumb. like you supposed to be. But shouldn't be no excuses this offseason, D. If I'm him, man, I'm taking, what, a, a, a maybe a week or two, and I'm trying to see what's up. Get back to work. Get back to work and try to start working on some things, man, because. Because you lost your top, t- your top 10 status. That right there, what we seen. And the way that defense played for Dallas, it's no reason that the Cowboys couldn't have pulled that game out. They had they had the opportunities they had to do it, and man, it sucks that they couldn't. Uh, shout out to the San Francisco 49ers moving on yep. uh, to the NFC Championship. We're gonna see what happened, D. Yeah, we are disappointing seasons in to my Cowboys, man. It comes with it. We're the most heralded franchise in the media, and everybody loves to see us lose, man. I've been getting it all day. I've been getting it all night, man. Woke up this morning, went to bed last night, steady Cowboys, just y'all trash this trash. It just comes with it. I'm used to it by now, man. But I really believe yesterday, man, going into that fourth quarter, I said, you know what? This, this is different, bro. This is different, man. It just ended up being the same old way. So double whammy weekend for me. The Jags lose, the hometown team goes down, and then my childhood team goes down at the same time. Not very, very good. 
Not very good at all. All right. All right, Black, real quick, man. Let's get some predictions before we wrap up this episode. Let's stop by the NFC. Giants. I mean, excuse me, Eagles, 49ers for the right to go to the Super Bowl. Black, who will be representing the NFC in Arizona uh, in the Super Bowl? Man, I believe this is going to be a dog fight. <laughs> man, San Francisco, Philly. I don't, D, I don't even know. They just going to play some ball. But in the end, I think Philly make enough plays. They move on. I'm going to say they win this game 24-21 to advance to the Super Bowl. I'm with you, man. But I think this is the game that Brock Purdy is out of the comfort zone of his own home. He's been in San Francisco this entire time. He's been in San Francisco. He hasn't gone to a wasp's nest, an environment that is going to require him to focus even more. Philadelphia will provide that for him. Kyle Shanahan might be the best coach in football. Because what he did this year for the 49ers to be where they are, I ain't never seen this. Never. Three different quarterbacks and they here? But I got to be real and I got to go with my eyes. Tell me. Jalen Hurts won't get outplayed by Brock Purdy. He will not. Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles will squeak by the San Francisco 49ers. Will squeak by. I am calling for a 28-24 ball game. For the Philadelphia Eagles to advance to the Super Bowl under Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni, they will go to the Super Bowl. Will I be surprised if the 49ers beat the Eagles and go to the Super Bowl? I won't be. But I just think the energy in that building and Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts will get it done. Black, it's time. AFC Championship game in Kansas City. Joey beat. The boss, Cool Joe, Snow Joe. He's headed up there, man, to go holler at that boy one more time. Mr. Mahomes, boy, my homie, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Black, who wins the AFC and will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? Two quick things for me in this game. I know Andy Reid said that uh, Pat going to be ready to rock and roll. He's he going to be good. But his what is mobility going to be like, D? Mm-hmm. The way what we've been seeing from this Cincinnati defense, they ain't going to do what the Jaguars do. Uh, they, no, they, they will gonna, not. They're going to get the Pat Mahomes. And they're going to be hot with it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm looking at this Cincinnati defense, and they scheming blitzes, D. I mean, dudes coming from behind other dudes and getting to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm D. Like, that's one of the main things. How, how much is Pat Mahomes going to be able to do? We know what Joe Burrow is going to be able to do. And I don't believe that this Kansas City defense is that good. Joe Burrow has been able to do whatever he wants to do, D. I believe it's going to be a dog fight, but I believe it comes to who come, comes down to the quarterback who has the ball last. And I believe that's going to be Snow Joe. He will lead his team down the field. They will win this game 31-28, last second field goal to advance to the Super Bowl. <clears throat> This is what you want as a football fan. This type of game right here. You got the best two quarterbacks in all of football on the field playing for the right to get to the Super Bowl. The only thing that would make this better is if this was a Super Bowl. But I'm not going to go against what my eyes are telling me. 
Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs at home are a different animal. Patrick Mahomes will show up to play. Will he be as mobile? He will not. Even though reports are coming out of Kansas City that he woke up feeling a lot better than they expected on Sunday. His mobility and him moving around was better than they thought was going to be on Sunday. All right, great. Andy Reid will be the reason why the Kansas City Chiefs have a shot to win this game. But the Cincinnati Bengals, along with the Philadelphia Eagles, to me, look like the best football team top to bottom. Defense, offense, and special teams. I'm looking at which defense is going to give first. The Kansas City Chiefs defense is going to give first. The Bengals can rush the passer, even though Eli Apple gets picked on. (laughs) But he makes enough plays for things not to get crazy. I love Mahomes. I'm one of his biggest guys. But he's going to go 0-4 to Joe Burrow this Sunday. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals to knock off the Kansas City Chiefs. 24-23. Literal last second field goal by the Bengals. Cujo goes on a beautiful drive to set it up, kick the field goal. Bengals head to Arizona to try to get that elusive Super Bowl championship. My Super Bowl, your Super Bowl, Philadelphia Eagles, Cincinnati Bengals. That's what we're calling for. Mm -hmm. We'll see if that goes down. All right. So hopefully y'all watch, man. I know y'all will. And uh, be back next Monday to hear me and Black Stalks. On championship weekend, you got two really good games, and um, you got to play them, man. You got to play them, and we're going to see exactly how everything shapes out. So, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode 212 of the Sports Desk. As always, thank y'all for rocking with us, man. Listen to the show, sharing the show. Um, Tell a friend, tell a friend, and tell a friend about this sports show that DM Black are giving y'all every single week, man. And uh, as always, just thank you guys for just taking the time to listen to us, man. Black, anything before we go? Uh, Nah, man. Appreciate all the love and support that we get from the listeners. Y'all keep rocking with us, man. Big things coming, D. Excited, excited. Shout out to my Jags, man. Great year. Yeah. Uh, We're going to keep it moving, man. Just excited, man. We better enjoy these last couple games we got here because football will be done. Three weeks left. You know, we got three weeks left, so I'm going to sit back and soak it all up, D. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited, man. Y'all keep rocking with us. Uh, Y'all can hit me at BlackENL3 on Instagram and Twitter. Y'all hit me up, man. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. So we'll be wrapping up our NBA coverage starting next week. And, uh, you know, all you basketball heads, man, don't worry. Don't worry. We'll be getting back into the groove. Talk about all your favorites. Seth Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Lakers, Nets, Celtics, whatever's going on out there, man. We'll be covering it, ramping up that basketball coverage for y'all. All All right, man. Until next time, like I said, man, be cool. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. And we'll see y'all back next week for episode 213 of the Sports Desk. Reduce lunch sports, man. No. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk.